Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone. It's season 2, episode 8. It's called The Lateness of the Hour. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. And before we get to the plot of the episode, we have to talk about the technical quality, because we mentioned last episode, or the last couple of episodes, that we knew we were coming up to the portion of six episodes that were filmed on videotape. And keep in mind that this is 1960. So, videotape in 1960s, not even like VHS from the 80s quality yet. We're still kind of in this rudimentary era. Um, it looks like shit. Let's just, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. It looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty striking. Oh, Can't I, really. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure maybe in like 1960s, it was airing in black and white 1960 TV. Maybe the difference wasn't as noticeable. But when you're watching it in 1080p, you know, you're watching the remastered versions, and every other episode looks like this like glorious filmmaking that's pristine. And then you get to this episode, and do you know what this looks like? It looks like a soap opera to me. This it really does. Episode. Yeah. And there's so many moments of silence where you're just like. Uh, I don't know. It really feels like something's missing, and like there should be some music or. Well, Joe, Joe is so weird. It, is that like after a minute of it, I was like, you know, I thought it was just that the, the, it was shot in videotape. I, the audio sounds worse as well, but I must be maybe I'm just imagining that because you know the video is so bad that it's giving me this whole kind of shitty feeling. I'm just not. I'm just. I think so. But, I think I think there's something off with the audio too. No, cause not, no, there is, and because the, the proof is at the end when when Rod Serling steps back in at the end to like tell me or or not even the ending. It's when he steps in before the the opening title uh or mm-hmm. not you know what i mean when he steps the opening. i know what you're talking yeah about. like when he steps out of the scene after the first couple of scenes right and he walks in to explain the episode uh like i was having trouble hearing him over the music it's like the mix is worse than it normally is it's, it, it wasn't mm-hmm. as clean it sounds a bit messier and i'm not sure why the audio is also worse uh, maybe there's a reason for that but the entire thing just feels much cheaper and What's funny about it is is the reason why they did this is because they thought it would be cheaper and then but because of whatever factors at the time, it ended up not really saving them any money, so they went back to shooting on film. And it's so amazing oh the difference that this has made now when you watch this episode and the previous episode. And just It looks It also so... doesn't help that this episode is just not very good. <laughs> I think, because I wonder part of the reason why it feels like it's the soap opera is that it's all shot in like one set from one side as if it's on like a studio set. Mm-hmm. so it kind of has that feeling to it we're all from one side and like it felt like there was an echo as well in the audio like, everything about it just felt really <laughs> there's a lot working against this episode there's a lot i don't hate the premise of the episode i think the premise is no, fine me either. uh but, I, do... I mean how early did you guess what the twist was going to be oh as soon as this because also so the premise so i should explain what the premise is uh sure. so we're in like a big fancy mansion posh house and it's like a, an elderly couple and their adult daughter the daughter being like what 30 whatever she is and mm-hmm. she's getting a little bit frustrated because her mom and dad are so routine like they do everything at the exact same time the exact same way and she wants some excitement she wants to do something different you know one of the first things she says is like hey why don't we have dinner a little earlier than normal or even a little later and that's like that's what's exciting to her because they always do everything to the letter the exact same mm-hmm. time every night and so on and we find out, and it's not a secret to her or the characters, but we find out fairly quickly that the servants, the, the maid, the cook, the, the butler, whoever, they're all robots. Or as Rod Serling puts it, a uh, robot. Robots. <laughs> right. They're all robots. <laughs> and this also frustrates her because it's like everything's so contained and her parents are kind of like hypochondriacs as well. Oh, we can't go outside. We make a hypothermia. We can make, you know, do this, do that. We can't go to a restaurant, dirty plates, all these things. And uh, so... 
that sets up the thing. But as soon as they start talking about them all being robots, I'm like, I wonder if the daughter's also... I wonder if that's I the know, twist. Right? <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> oh, this whole episode God. was just like 20 minutes of frustration. Like, all right, just <laughs> figure it out already. <laughs> um because the sad part is is that there is actually like something here because obviously i mean hell even blade runner and blade runner 2049 and anything else where there's a twist where someone might or might not be like the robot or the replicant or the the cylon or the or the pick another name from another sci-fi show android there you go uh like so like the, the core idea is solid right and rod selling wrote this and i wonder I wonder if the script... I'll be curious to see over the next few episodes with the videotape episodes, it'll be curious to see if those are also in similar styles of sets and if maybe Rod... Because mm-hmm. Rod Selling wrote this episode and I wonder if, like, he was basically told to write for this type of set and that's why it's the, the way it is. Write, write cheaply. <laughs> write cheaply, yes. <laughs> like you're write allowed, in a way that saves us money. Yeah, yeah no, no locations. <laughs> so I wonder if that's maybe pl- playing into it or whatever. I mean... I don't think it's a terrible episode. It's it's just really, it's predictable in the wrong ways. Because because predictable is not always bad. Like sometimes me, me and Connor talk about this a lot. Where sometimes predictable is good because it just means they've set everything up properly so that you you can feel a sense of what's coming. Right? Not everything's sure. about surprising well, the audience. Predictable is good when the episode or when the whatever the storytelling is wants you to know what's happening. Yes. Or what's going to happen, but this doesn't feel like that. This feels like the big reveal is something that we predicted miles ago <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's a little bit frustrating in that sense um and then it's, it's, the ending's kind of this dark little thing because she should be when she finds out she's not real and there's no photos of her as a little girl and she's demanding to know like what's going on i'm one of them aren't i uh like and his dad's like oh yes we still love you like a daughter you're still our daughter uh like we still care about you basically she shuts down or whatever because she can't handle this so he just like reprograms her and the ending is that she's the new maid giving the mum the massage <laughs> and and it's like and i i do like the sort of dark part of that because it's kind of like as much as the dad was saying you're still our daughter and we still love you i'm like yeah but you've reprogrammed her to be the maid which basically just says that that's all bullshit nope that's not true <laughs> <laughs> yeah right which by the way i'm glad i actually was surprised the daughter said something about this out loud because i was thinking this that the mom was sounding far too uh happy about those. It. yeah she was like oh yes right there deirdre oh yes that's the i thing. was blushing a little bit and, and then cause <laughs> at one point the maid stops and she's like no no keep going keep going uh, i want more it's like oh that's the spot I, right I'm oh glad the daughter said something too because i'm like this this feels like inappropriate yeah <laughs> Um, if, I, if I was her husband, I'd start to worry that she's getting a bit too into the maid. <laughs> I mean, a bit, a, bit, a bit too feelsy. Yeah, and now his daughter's doing it, so gross. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, either Rod Serling's a really innocent boy who never really thought of all these weird, like, ancestral, like, elements, or he's a dirty boy who knew what he was doing and was sort of going, ha ha, I can get away with this. <laughs> We're three for three now with sex bots, so. (laughs) For counting the massage and the sex, and to be honest, the way she sounded when it was happening, I mean, not a male off. Uh, I mean, the way she, the, the noises that she was making, yes, I would count it as that. Okay, so this is our third sex bot episode then. Uh, (laughs) And hey, if your if your daughter bot doesn't work out as a daughter, then just turn it into your next sex bot. 
That's what that's what the Way message this was. Recycle. Good message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't really like this episode very much. I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of the frustration and the dislike came from just knowing where it was going, but also the that on top of the footage being kind of awkward and the uh, the sound not being mixed very well. So all I could hear was the old lady moaning <laughs> <laughs> for like the first five minutes and that was off putting Actually, Joe, what's weird about the episode is that I, like, I guess it's because they just took the entire like footage from the you know the, the, the tape of the episode when they were remastering it but I thought it was weird it struck because I because you, you started watching it first and you said it looked quite bad I was like okay we're at those videotape episodes but yeah. when I started watching it and the opening title also looked kind of rough and soft I'm like why is this bad? Because you, you can just take this from one of the other episodes that's got... Rod the... Serling is, like, just flying by those introductions now, too. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be just on double time. I don't know, speeding through yeah. him. He did, he did show up at the end, at least this time, to... Uh... I like... Well, I like the way he pops in. He popped in in the beginning, too, like, just amongst all the other android yeah. mechanical workers, wherever they are. They're all, like in a group together and like you see them leave one at a time and then oh Rod Serling's there <laughs> to give us the intro yeah I mean the, the choreography of that was not bad I agree uh, they, like I think that this this episode is a shame because there is potential in the idea and mm-hmm. like the discovery of that she's not real and then you could almost have like an ex machina so in like a Twilight Zone in sense like an ex machina style episode with, with sure. her or something uh, but you know this yeah we know there's potential there because we've seen these stories yeah we've, we've seen tons of robot you know becoming human or vice versa i can't help but think that people even at the time when they were watching it even though they haven't seen these types of stories yet should have also just gotten it if they had watched season one of the twilight zone it just seems like such an obvious way to go yeah well like you say it's the third time we've had like human robots uh as a you know pivotal plot element sure i mean it would be either either she was a bot or her parents were robots and like this was all made up for her or something like that yeah i mean there's a small part of the start episode where it could have maybe went down a path where you know before we found out about the robots where i was oh maybe this is gonna be like the first episode again or like some of the other ones where this is all in her head and it's like her own main prison or something and that's why sure she's like yeah. someone has built this for her yeah like some weird thing like that but as soon as they bring in the robots, you know exactly where it's going. And it, 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 it'd be cool if it actually said something about this idea of, like, she, she, unlike the other robots, she gains, like, real sentience because she has this urge to, like, do things that are exciting. She's not just satisfied yeah, doing the job. she has a desire to yeah. go beyond her programming. But yeah. maybe she is just programmed to be rebellious. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but that, that, could be a, that could be the interesting thing that they really, you know, focus on the story. But it never really does anything with it. I, I will say I did enjoy the scene where in a moment of frustration she tosses like one of the maids down the stairs and we get yeah. a stunt woman you know tumbling all the way down the stairs it but, it, good. but as soon as she gets up as she's getting up she's got this big grin in her face because it didn't hurt her because she's a robot and it was like it was actually generally quite creepy like i was like you know what that was a cool little moment i'll give you that yeah. good stunt woman too oh yeah 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 if it was a woman it could have been a man in a wig yeah i mean we're at, that it's, it's that kind of era yeah um <laughs> That, that, that's one of those weird things actually that's changed where like you know w- w- you know stunt women have complained that hey like you're kind of taking our jobs by like ever doing that and i'm like you know what you've actually kind of got a point i never really thought anything of it because oh you've got a stunt man around put a wig on him if he's like you know if, you've got, if he's the right build go for it but 
by the same time I, oh, I get it yeah like the stunt women actually want to have a career doing this and there's like stunt men just i think just we went into on. this conversation in the first transfers review we did so oh, did we? <laughs> if you'd like to hear more check out our bonus episode yeah you of go transfers one where there is clearly a man in a wig <laughs> <laughs> i remember i remember this now i knew it come up at least once before uh <laughs> but yeah so he does show up at the end i don't really remember what he said about the next one he went on a lot about the you know the actor who's going to be in it uh and it was very did vague. He? i don't remember uh, uh coming up next time oh no he did because because i was looking for it because last time it was missing and it was really notable that it was missing uh mm. i actually i wonder if the reason why it was missing was because they were changing formats i would be, be curious to see if at the end of the last they're probably just in an experimental phase like yeah. twilight zones in college right now and <laughs> just trying things out <laughs> oh, uh, maybe they'll try. Yeah. I don't, what else could you try? Actually, I can't think of anything else to try. Because <laughs> the color could afford color, because otherwise that would be the thing to try, like one episode in color or something. Ooh, but that would be very bizarre for this show. Well, I mean, luckily we have like you know, f- like three other versions of the Twilight Zone that are all set in later eras that all have color. I mean, you say luckily. We haven't really watched those yet. Well, with the exception of the new ones. Yeah. Well, people people Ooh. like the eighties one. I think I'm sure people like the eighties one. I've heard. I've heard people. Um, I like the movie. I don't know if I like the eighties one. Okay. All right. we'll, we'll see. I like we'll Night see. Gallery, which is basically another Twilight Zone. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, the next one uh, is called "The Trouble with Templeton." Uh, Ooh, and, I like the title. Mm, but that alliteration. Uh, so a nostalgic well, actor. Also like the trouble with triples or uh, the trouble yeah. with Edward. <laughs> so a nostalgic actor revisits his late wife and friends at their old haunt. Interesting word just. Only to find out that he is now out of place there. Okay. Doesn't say much yet. Wait a minute. His late wife. He visits his. He revisits his late wife and friends. Like so. They're, they're, so she's dead. Okay. Are her friends also okay. dead? Is he just maybe, going to this? Maybe this is like a seance. Is I don't he know. just? I think what it's actually saying is that he goes to this place that he used to go with his wife and their friends, but now he's just he's going back on his own years later, and he's, he doesn't fit in there anymore. I think that's what it's saying. But it's worded as if it sounds like he's actually going with some of these people. <laughs> you know it's twilight zone both of those could be right they could be you're right yeah so there you go that's the trouble with templeton next time but uh that has been uh the lateness of the hour uh nice premise unfortunately unfulfilled uh in terms of its potential and definitely a big mark against it is the, the quality which unfortunately is going to be the case for the next like five episodes i think so hopefully Let's see if any of these storylines in the next few episodes can you know overcome its handicap <laughs> you know what part of me hopes they don't and the reason for this is because because they all look like crap part of me hopes that it just happens to be that all the worst episodes are in the, the crappy looking <laughs> section and that yeah. means that all the episodes because i like they could be remastered they would have been yeah. right they just can't this well, is I, as best as they get yeah well i think they technically did remaster them they just this is as good as it got like they can't yeah. go any further than this um but, oh, also, I just want to mention before anyone else does mm-hmm. trials and tribulations. That's the third trouble yes. with And Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I'm aware of this. I know this because that episode is on, it's like an extra on the Blu ray for season uh, two of the uh, original series. You actually get that episode of Deep Space Nine. On really? The disc. Did yeah. you watch it? 
No, because I haven't. Because I, I, I don't watch a random episode. I might watch a Deep Space Nine in order. Okay. I might do it properly all the way through. I'm looking forward to Deep Space Nine. That show, that episode was such an event. When it when it when it aired originally, I, I, I saw some <laughs> clips because there was like a making of throughout the. Because actually, this is the weird thing: is that Star Trek season two Blu-ray, like obviously you get like four or five episodes per disc normally of those seasons. Tribbles, uh, Tribble with Tribbles has got a disc to itself because it has so many extras just for that episode that it gets a whole disc <laughs> just for, just for its own own episode. Yeah, it is a famous episode, but you know it's a classic for a reason. Uh, yep. Star Trek rarely does comedy right, and this one it does it right. Yeah, uh, I will say this though: people who are hoping for more Babylon Five, I will say this: I will definitely be back at that before we get to Deep Space Nine because I want to be able to compare the two because I know that Deep Space Nine was kind of inspired yeah. by Babylon Five, and there was a from whole... what I've seen, Babylon Five, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Even the villains have like the same name. Interesting. Well, that won't be confusing at all. Uh, but anyway, that has been our Twilight Zone review, so we'll be back next time with Trouble of Templeton. Uh, so let's do what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show, you can do that, of course, by rating the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and a little review. It helps more people find us. But of course, financially, you can support us. Can't Natara. Yes. Um, if you enjoy what you do and you would like to see more content, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash TV and donating as little as $1 per month will get you bonus episodes of other shows we do, including The Ace, which uh, we mentioned already for transfers. Uh, <laughs> donating $1, you could check out our review for transfers and we are doing the entire transfer saga. Um, yeah, so go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys, in the Twilight Zone.